Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. And yes, again, this episode is coming out a little bit late. Uh, We are moving from Airbnb to Airbnb right now as we are waiting for our house to get fixed. If y'all listened in last week, you'll know that we found a leak in our house, our brand new house that we bought the day before we were supposed to move in. And so it's looking like it's going to be a possibly 30 to 60 more (laughs) days. Um, yeah, so you'll all have to bear with me with different sounds in the background. Right now, I think I'm facing a street or something. I can't quite see out the full window, but yeah, so you'll have to bear bear with me. I appreciate it. And this is just like real life, y'all. We're all, no one's life is perfect. And you know, we often see the highlight reels and behind the scenes, I'm going nuts over here. <laughs> So if you are feeling like nuts also, that's okay. Just know that we can still move forward and still also feel crazy and that like things are falling apart and in one way, shape or form, right? So just know that we're all, we're all in it together. And I'm really excited for today's episode. But before we get into it, I want to celebrate one of my past career coaching clients and current uh, client inside of my L&D Accelerator program, Lisa. So Lisa and I worked together months ago now. Uh, She's one of my one-on-one clients to help her find a purpose-driven career inside of the L&D space. She's a former educator. Uh, She was working as an office and, you know, in office administration and she had these incredible skills to bring to the table. And she is absolutely killing it and crushing it in her new role. And what I really want to celebrate is that just a few weeks ago, she was not only inside of the magazine, but on the cover, along with her team, her HR team, on the cover of HR Advisory Magazine. They are the cover story. And the amount of work and effort and passion and purpose she is putting into the learning programs that she is creating, it inspires me every single day. And I just, I share her story for you all to know that Lisa has a very similar background as many of you listening, right? And in just, I guess it's, I don't even know how long she's worked there now. It's only been a handful of months. You know, she's, I think September maybe? October, somewhere around there, right? Not has not only found, you know, the role of her dreams, but is being recognized and honored uh, for her passion and for her purpose. And that is what I want for all of you. So if you're looking to transition into a role, 
not just any role, right? That was Lisa's, that's my whole thing. And that's why Lisa you know, came to work with me because she wasn't looking for just any role. She was looking for the role where someone like her who is purpose-driven, who is mission-driven, who is all about unlocking the curiosity around learning where she could thrive and shine. And so if you were in that boat, if you were looking for a new role where you can really shine and thrive and be in your purpose and live in your passion, come join us inside the Overnight Trainer Group Coaching Program. You have six months access into the program. I give you all of the strategy you need to find, land, love the L&D job of your dreams. And we go through, you have modules that you're able to access asynchronously. We have live weekly coaching calls, a private unlisted LinkedIn group where you get support from me every single day. You learn how to find your niche, what that right role at the right company looks like, how to market yourself, sell yourself. We go through how to create your LinkedIn profile, your resume, your portfolio if you need one. Also how to find out if you need a portfolio. All of that's covered inside of this program. We're seeing so much success and it's only been a handful of weeks since I restarted the program as well. Uh, but enrollment's open for it. So please, if you're interested, send me a DM, you know, shoot me an email. I'd love to have you inside the program. I'm going to walk you through the exact process that I walked Lisa through, who you know went from, again, being a K-12 educator and an office assistant to on the cover of a freaking HR magazine, okay? <laughs> so if you're interested, please reach out. We'd love to have you inside of the program. Okay, so I want to talk real quick about another one of my clients. So I can't mention my name because she is still working um, at an organization, but she is looking to uh, leave, leave as well. And one of the things her and I always talk about is, you know, the parallels between job searching and dating. And I'm just so inspired by this client of mine. And recently she reached out to me and she's a lot, lot going on in, in her personal life. Great things, you know, some things that she, you know, she wants to work on. And she mentioned to me that she was interested in learning how to fall more in love with L&D or with the process of job searching. And so it really had me thinking that I know she's not alone. I know there's so many of you out there who are feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, questioning if you even want to make a transition into L&D, right? There, I know that feeling comes up for so many and I'm so inspired by this client of mine who is just so, what's the right word? She's just so aware self-aware and probably more self-aware than she even realizes but she's so self-aware and so willing to do the work and put in the work and her awareness and reflection on wanting to explore falling back in love with this process and back in love with, with L&D again like I said it just really inspired me because I know there's probably so many people out there so we can all thank her for this episode because she inspired it um, and I also hope it helps her out too I know she will be listening so how can you fall more in love with the process of searching for your next L&D role and so I put together a list of some things that you can do that you can start doing uh, and don't take this as an all expansive list. There are many, many things that you can start doing. Um, but in working with my clients, really looking at when they start to fall into that funk, what are some of the ways that I'm able to help guide them and pull them out of that to start to fall in love with the process a little bit more? What I'm going to go through today 
is what I encourage my clients to do. So welcome into the, into the world of coaching. <laughs> All right, so the first one is take a break. I know a lot of you are like, what? <laughs> what do you mean take a break in order to fall more in love with this process? You know, a lot of people say to me, I can't, when I tell them to take a break, they say, I can't afford to. I can't afford to take a break. But I really want you to consider, you may say I can't afford to, but sometimes you can't afford not to. And it's also redefining what a break could be, right? What a break is. A break could be a day. A break could be a week. A break could be a month. Hell, it could be 10 minutes. It could be 10 years, right? It's really taking a, like, what time do you need to actually let your brain just rest? Just take a break. Because the thing is, a lot of times in order to fall more in love with something, you need to step back and take a look at it from 30,000 feet, right? Not while you're in the ground zero of it all. It's kind of like that Christina Aguilera song, you know, she's like, you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. You know, that's how you know. <laughs> all my all my 80s and 90s uh, ki- kids are, are eating that up right now. But really, that's the reality, right, of, of letting it go, taking a break, just letting your mind relax, right? There's so much stimulus happening in our world, in our lives. And this is one of those huge stimulants, right? So really thinking about how can I just take a break, whether it's I need to take a day just to chill and watch Netflix, or I need to take a day to just journal, or 10 minutes to just journal, or a 15-minute walk around the block, right? Really thinking about what, what will actually help me shut off and take a break? And a lot of people think that if they take a break, they'll miss out on their dream opportunities. And I've talked about this before. So if you're new here, welcome to this concept of there's not just one dream opportunity out there for you. There's many dream opportunities. I had a client who every single time she would apply for a role, it was her dream role. She wouldn't, if she didn't get it, you know, she found another one. Oh no, this is my dream role. Oh no, this is my dream role. Oh, this is my dream role. And at one point I was like, uh, hello, you have found 15 dream roles, right? So if you've found one, that's a proof of concept that many, many, many more exist out there. Okay, so taking a break, right? If we don't take a break and we completely shut down and we completely, we if we don't take a break, we end up breaking. That's the reality there. Right? If we don't take a break, we end up breaking. And that does not help the process. Does not People aren't looking to hire people who are broken in this process. You don't show up as yourself when you're broken in this process. You don't show up as your best, right? You, don't, you show up with a lot of prove-it energy. So I really want you to think about if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling like, what am I doing? Do I even want to do this? It, I, I once was in love with this process or the idea of you know, getting a new role and now I'm really struggling with it. Take a break. Walk away for a little bit. A day, two days, a week, two weeks, a month, a year, a decade. I don't care. Take a break. (laughs) So that's the first thing. After taking a break and really just allowing your brain to just be, it's important to revisit your niche and your values. And I talk a lot about niche work, and this is the core of the work that I do with my career coaching clients, 
is helping them figure out what the right role at the right company looks like. And that could be many roles at many different companies. So I don't want to confuse any of you who are new here that it's one singular role at one singular company. It's the idea of what a what a right role could look like and what a right company could look like. And so it's important to if you're feeling like you're, you have fallen out of love with the process or with L&D, right, revisiting your niche and your values because these things change. Right? If, you're, if you're feeling burnt out, it might be a good idea just to go back and see, has my niche changed? Has it evolved? For so many of my clients, when they come to work with me, you know, they start off, you know, I want to be, this is nine times out of 10, an instructional designer, right? And through our time working together, they end up changing their path. They get a lot of clarity to somewhere else in the L&D space. And many clients even change again as they get clearer and clearer and clearer. And some even change again outside of L&D, right? So it's really important to, if you're feeling burnt out by the process and you're not in love with the process and you want to kind of feel that spark again, right? Going back and revisiting your niche and your values. These things can change throughout the process. And so if you're feeling out of love, it might be because you just don't love your niche anymore and that your values have changed throughout this process. As you learn more, as you get more information, these things start to change and that's great. That's a great thing. So go back and revisit it and see if that starts to spark that joy and that love in the process a little bit more. One thing I want to focus on too is if you're feeling out of love with a job search or you're feeling burnt out, you know, a lot of people will get like a little spark of energy back and they'll say, okay, let's go a zero to a hundred. I'm going to search for jobs every single day this week. I'm going to message 10 people. I'm going to update my LinkedIn profile. I'm going to apply to five jobs. I'm going to, you know, run a marathon tomorrow, right? So, and and I, it's something too, we see it with people in general, right? Starting on Monday, I'm going to eat healthy and exercise and do all these things, right? I'm going to you know, do 15 Black Phillips. And we automatically go from zero to 100. And so, What I want you to focus on is if you've been going zero to 100, this kind of goes along the lines of take a break too, but taking a step back and saying, okay, maybe I've been trying to go zero to 100, but I've only gotten to zero to 30. What do I need to go 30 to 40? Or hey, maybe I need to go back to zero, right? Let me focus on going zero to 10 and then 10 to 20, then 20 to 30. So again, instead of I'm going to look for jobs every day and message 500 people and update my LinkedIn profile and apply to 15 jobs, just start by saying, you know what, for this week, three days this week, I'm going to search for jobs for 15 minutes. Let yourself fall back in love with kind of the individual pieces of this process instead of the whole process itself. That often will help us, again, build up the habits we need to find this process sustainable. It's all about making this process sustainable. Another tip I like to give my clients is to create a separation or a separate space for yourself to work on your job search. This can be anything. You know, for me in particular, when I was working at a toxic organization and really wanting to get out and building the overnight trainer, I would never work on the overnight trainer stuff at the same space where I did my day job, quote unquote. 
there was just something about it. I, the, it every time I sat in that chair and in that desk, I was like, ugh, like no freaking way, dude. Like I got to go somewhere else. And so I would start either going to a coffee shop or on my couch in my backyard, right? even if it meant that like I had to take my chair and like go into a corner with like a makeshift desk, right? No matter what it was, I always found a separate space. And so like I said, this could be going to your favorite coffee shop. It could be searching for roles while you're walking in your favorite park, right? You're really thinking about how can I remove myself from the from the space that I'm in to re reignite my passion for this. You know, if you're in the same spot where you're working for a job that you don't want to be in, like I said, you're going to instantly have those feelings of negativity. And it, I said, maybe it's just sitting on the couch instead. Maybe it's going to the dining room table instead. Uh, I talk about this with my clients a lot of just really looking for a space that inspires you. That can mean that you're lighting a candle there or, you know, having your favorite beverage next to you while you're doing that, right? I have literally four cups in front of me right now um, as I say that. Uh, But really think about how can I separate space and create a space that I enjoy to work on this. I have a a client right now who's making a cloth She's using her closet as an office to work on this work because it's that important for her to remove herself from the work environment, right? Disconnect the negativity and then reconnect in a space that is inviting. So think about that. And again, I don't want you to feel like you have to go out and buy, go get a co-working space by any means. You can if you want, but it literally could be going to the dining room table or it could be setting up a, a what are those things called? Like the yeah, I grew up there like microwave meal trays. You know what I mean? Um, like it's like, but it, you can get one of those cheap on Amazon, and that's where you go and you you do some of this work. So really thinking about how do I create a separate space uh, for me to work on this outside of my 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 workstation and my workday. And then I got two more for you, and this is something that has been coming up a lot inside of the group coaching program, and we coached on it a lot uh, last Thursday actually, which is to clean up your social media. And, you know, for me, I've talked about this before that when I was, you know, in some really dark times, I realized that my social media was not helping me, right? Instead, it was hurting me, making me like feel inferior to so many other people out there. And it wasn't until I started to clean up my social media, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, I'm not really on Facebook, but Facebook, right? that I started to feel better about myself because I wasn't constantly watching everyone else's highlights reels. And this came up last week inside of the group coaching program because actually on the flip side of that is because I have my clients who are seeing a lot of negativity right now, right? A, a lot of posts around people who have applied to hundreds of jobs and haven't gotten any interviews, people who are being told that, you know, teachers aren't, you know, able to get roles in L&D, false. Um, but, you know, all of this negativity they're seeing out there. And so what I advise my clients to do is to block those people, mute those people, unfollow those people, and being really, really specific about how you utilize your network to work for you. I have a whole podcast episode. It's really early on probably like my fifth or sixth episode, maybe it's early on, but it's all about how to network and utilizing the rule of thirds to make sure that your LinkedIn is working for you. But I really want you to think about what you're scrolling through 
Is it helping? Is it inspiring? Or is it hurting you? Right? If it is hurting you, is it making you feel negative immediately? Block block that person. It's okay. It is a-okay to block. I have a ton of people blocked. Okay? It's a-okay. If they're not feel if they're not making you feel good, that is your social media. This is your home. This is your, like, this is your space. You get to decide who you open the door for. And you get to decide who you ask to leave. So really, really think about how your social media is making you feel and how much time you're spending on it. And that is like really hard for me to say because I like love social media, Um, but I have to put really strict limits on myself. Um, So for example, on my phone, I only use my phone for like my aimless scrolling. So Instagram and for LinkedIn, and I have an hour timer, you know, whatever, that goes off uh, when I've hit an hour of LinkedIn time and an hour of Instagram time. And so I'm really, really strategic around, I use my phone when I wanna just like scroll and see what's going on and like comment on things and like use it for my indulging pleasure, I guess is the right way to use. But when I'm using it for work, which I'm basically on all the time, y'all know me, I'm like live on LinkedIn, I only use it on my computer. And so I set really strict boundaries around that of when I'm utilizing it for something. So for y'all, for a job search, for networking, right? For those type of things, use your computer for it if you have that. And then when you want to do your aimless scrolling, (laughs) use your phone for it. It's a great way to have that separation and to know, hey, I have a purpose for being on LinkedIn right now. I'm on my computer, but giving myself the space to scroll. But if you are seeing things when you scroll that are not serving you, it might be helpful to back up that scrolling time. So I told one of my clients last week in the group coaching program, if even if after blocking people, you're still seeing stuff that's not serving you, it might be time to not scroll on there for a little bit or give yourself five minutes a day to do that. If we're diving into hours and hours and hours, right, it's going to mess with our heads and it's going to make us feel less than or frustrated, right? And the exact opposite of what it can actually have the power to do. So clean up your social media and make it work for you. And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to trying to fall a little bit more in love with this process is approaching the process with curiosity and an open mind. When we have preconceived notions of what dream jobs are and of companies and of people, it starts to limit our own beliefs around what is out there for us. And so I often encourage my clients, you positivity is my number two strength in strengths finders. And I use strength finders in all of my coaching programs, but sometimes you don't have to be positive about something. Sometimes you can just be curious about it. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to find the right job right off the bat, right? That when I see this job description, I'll just know and it'll just excite me and light my buns on fire and I'm going to explode out of my chair, right? It's like there's, we expect to have that reaction, but the reality is we typically don't, right? Maybe once in a blue moon you get that feeling, but I'd rather you start to approach us with curiosity over like pure enlightenment. So if you're reading roles and they're sparking curiosity, you're keeping an open mind about it, 
it's going to help you find that passion and that love for this process a little bit more. And kind of going back to what this client there are talking about is in terms of dating, right? It's like so many, I, I know actually through, through being a, just a coach and in the coaching space, I know so many dating coaches and you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that they often you know, talk about is to not have these like superficial lists. Right. And that's something we talk about inside of the, inside of this program, inside of my program is, you know, getting really clear on our values and on the skills we want to utilize and, and stop labeling things. And so when we stop labeling things and we approach it with curiosity and, a, and an alignment in values and with an open mind, we end up realizing that there's so much more out there for us than we thought in the beginning and that's when the process the process can get really upsetting and demoralizing when we really 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 hone in on one thing really 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 specifically and we don't get that thing or that thing isn't working for us then it can be a challenge right to feel that you'll get what you want or what you deserve, what you desire. But when we take a step back and we start to approach it with curiosity and open-mindedness and less preconceived notions of companies and people and what your dream job could actually look like, it really opens our beliefs around what is possible. And when we have bigger and stronger beliefs about what is possible, we start to fall more in love with this process again because the reality is we're actually falling more in love with ourselves and our minds, and the possibilities of what our life could be. So think about these things. Like we had mentioned in, the, in uh, I think, the third point, right, about easing back in. You don't have to, like, all of a sudden now after this episode go and, like, take a break and revisit your niche and ease back in and make a separate workspace and clean up your social media, you know, and all of a sudden be curious. Please think about which one of those resonates the most with you. You know, which one do you think would have the biggest impact on your ability to start to move forward in this process. You know, if you've already taken a break, great. Maybe you start by revisiting your niche or maybe you start by making a separate space for yourself or maybe you start by cleaning up your social media or if you're like, I don't, I really don't want a break right now, but I could really, you know, start to approach things with more curiosity. Amazing, right? So just think about, maybe listen to this episode one more time, go back through, take some notes and really figure out What are the areas I want to focus in the most? Which one of these points do I think would have the biggest impact in my process? And start to apply that one. And once you feel good about that, then visit another one and then another one and another one. And eventually you'll realize that you have started to fall back in love with this process. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.